broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, live from the Indiana Convention Center, home of the Scouting Combine. At least this is where the radio row is. Of course, the Combine itself, all the activities outside of the interviews at the podium are all taking place at Lucas Oil Stadium, which we actually have an opportunity to get to and uh, check out some of the action that we'll try to accomplish that before the week is over, before we get out of here. I'm out of here on Saturday. Vinny, what day are you leaving? Saturday. Okay. All right. So we're both out of here on Saturday. Feels like I've been here for like a week already, and it's only Wednesday. It's, it has that effect on you, man. <laughs> it does. It does. And I'll have to say, man, in uh, Phoenix, we had an awesome Airbnb. It was big, plush. I had a big, huge room. I was I was the king. <laughs> I was the king. And this, in this spot, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's decent. Bed's a little small, you know. It is what it is. It's. It, I'm not the king. I'm just a king. <laughs> yes, but I always say this: so many people would trade places. Oh, absolutely, right absolutely, now. no uh, doubt. But yeah, it's 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 sometimes. I'm staying. I'm I'm doing an Airbnb uh, here this uh, this this week as well. It's pretty nice, a little studio, uh, but but a larger studio. Um, uh, about a mile and a half, two miles uh, away from here. So, uh, so the Airbnbs are starting to become it's the way to go, man. Yeah. It's the way to go. These hotels, you know, one they're more expensive, and then two, it's just you don't have as many accommodations, right? right. So, I like having a fridge. I like have, I like having, uh, you know, this the O L. Yeah. OL. Oh, yeah. Offensive lineman. There you go. There he is. Big, uh, a big time offensive lineman just uh, walked by us. Uh, and I don't know who it was, but it was just, six, six that was seven. a big monster dude. I was like, dang. That was a big monster dude. One quick text, and then we'll get to Cynthia Freeland as she's making her way over to the table right now. Uh, Henry Tioto, a De La Salle product. That's wow. from the 925. I didn't realize that. There you go. I didn't realize that at all. Uh, I think he's a, a, a nice little player. You know, he was at Tennessee, and then he went to Alabama, but did not realize he was a product of De La Salle. So thank you for the 925. Five. Definitely appreciate that. And uh, Hardcore Raider had mentioned him in the last hour. And I think that he's a he's a pretty good player. I, uh, I, I like him as well. And, and like I said, we did have an opportunity to hear from him earlier. We'll try to squeeze that in before the show's over. Geese Mode said, uh, my count is five starters from the draft queue. I want one edge rusher, one D lineman, one middle linebacker, one corner, <laughs> one right tackle. Uh, I don't think that's too greedy. What do you think? <laughs> I'm not saying it's too greedy, but it's a lot. We were just talking uh, on on uh, during the break about the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, right. Yep. They won six games. I think it was. Did, did we look that up? I never really looked it up, but I will. It felt like it was about six yep. wins the year before in twenty twenty one. They move on from their quarterback. Yep. Nobody's giving them a chance. No, right. Uh, to it's rebuild. The, the 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 Seahawks are back in in, in rebuild uh, right. mode. I thought they were going to have the number one overall pick. You know, I didn't think Geno Smith was going to do anything. Num- I didn't think he was worth the salt. Right. Geno Smith turns out to be a pretty darn good quarterback. Right. But they also drafted so well. We mentioned all the draft picks mm-hmm. that played for them. Right. And they didn't just play them because they had needs at those positions. That played a little bit of a role. In, but those guys earned it, and they played really, really well. And guess what? They're in the playoffs the next right. year. I'm not sitting here and saying the Seahawks yeah. are knocking on the door of the Super Bowl. But they got themselves pointed in the right direction really quick by making some really good decisions in the draft. In 2021, they won seven games. Seven games. Yeah. And so, Who and then, won seven games this year for the oh, 
six games. Yeah, six games, six games. So it's somewhat close. And then they won nine games uh, this past year and uh, found their way into uh, into the playoffs. Right. They got that wild card spot uh, led by Geno Smith, which I still still blows my mind. But there's that. But as you mentioned, Vinny, big offensive lineman just walked by, and yeah. that's what happens here at the Scouting Combine. And joining us now at the table from the NFL Network is Cynthia Freeland. And normally catch up with Cynthia at the Super Bowl. It's always great to catch up with you. We do appreciate you, but we're here at the Scouting Combine. Uh, how is it? How excited are you? I love the Combine. I love the Super Bowl, too, and I know it's going to be in Vegas, and I'm very much right. looking forward to, like, all of the fanfare that's going to happen. Like, this is going to be the, that's gonna be the most epic Super Bowl ever. Yeah. I'm going to start sleeping now in, prepar- in preparation <laughs> for it. But <laughs> but the truth is, is Combine for me, like, it, this is, you walk around, you're like, see these football legends. Like, I'm like, oh, there's an outside linebacker's coach, which is ridiculous, but right. that's nerds like us. We like that. No, we do. <laughs> and the thing about it, I was telling my buddies that this is where – teams start to get built so the super bowl 100%. is great right because yep. it's culmination the of the season. right right yep you know yep. We, celebration exactly but this is okay it's almost like the the, yep. the league year starts now that's right that's you know? right 100 percent. like i know it technically doesn't start for another two weeks or whatever but right. like you know it, it's already like this is this is it like and you get to see like everybody is a super bowl contender at this moment right. and it feels so good and pure and you see these kids like working their butts off like training like this is the last time they're nice you know what yeah, i mean like right. they get they get a little weird <laughs> after like that for talk to us now <laughs> they like to talk to us, and then they'll be nice again in like seven years once you know they, they once they get it. But you know, right. like the, once the ego settles back down. But listen, I I would need an ego if I had to run it like three hundred pound men myself too. So I get it. But right, <laughs> super sweet, super nice right now. You know, but the funny thing is, is that you you learn so many stories. You know, it's that just talking to some of these guys, I know. You, you learn I know. things that you didn't know about them. You're like, you know what, this guy's pretty cool. Like I was listening to Nolan Smith talk earlier, yeah. and I was like. This guy's awesome. I know. Right? I know. And then, obviously, this morning we heard about Jalen Carter and the Georgia situation with him, and that's not a good story. But, I mean, this is what we find out at the Combine. Yeah. Look, I think that, obviously, the most important thing here is all of the stuff that happens with the interviews, right? Like Because the, their film is what it is. Right. And then, you know, it's really fun to watch the kids, like, you know, jump and run and do all this stuff like mm. that, right? Like, kids, I've, I'm not that old, but <laughs> whatever. It's really fun to, like, watch these people do that. But the, the interviews and when you start to, like, talk to teams about, like, hey, this, this guy gets it. Right. Like, you know, obviously, like, the quarterback situation this year is so interesting because mm-hmm. there are so many, like, there there's not, like, a guy. There's no Andrew Luck, right? right like, there's right. no, and there's no person who's, like, head and shoulders. And we haven't had one in a while who's like mm-hmm. the real like dog right like right. The, like top dog right yep. you've got a lot of guys that feel like they're more system fits and so that's going to be an interesting thing to come out and be like well what's their personality like because mm-hmm. they're the, you know they they go into these interviews with the coaches and the coach will be like what are you seeing here and right. a lot of these guys have never even seen zone defense before right so you're like but, okay, they've seen, but but not really, not right? Really, I, I'm yeah. oversimplifying that, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and they don't know the difference between cover three and cover mm-hmm. four, you know. And you're like, yeah. and that, that, like, that's great. It's great to know. Now I can figure out if you're a fit or not. Right. Like that's so that's that's what I'm interested in. Is like, who are these people? Like, this yeah. is an interesting job interview. Mm-hmm. They need to remember that, you know, like it's just a mi- like it's okay. It doesn't like the forty times are fun and like how freakishly long Tyree's arms are are super fun. But like right. at the end of the day, like the film is already there. The film's already the out film's there, already but there. the interviews are like you Correct. said they're very, very yes. important. Again, we're talking with Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And the Raiders, they need a quarterback, right? We talked yeah. to Josh McDaniels, we talked to Dave Ziegler, and we talked to all things quarterbacks. So, as you mentioned, it's not a Andrew Luck. There's nope. not a Trevor nope. Lawrence. Nope. Caleb Williams and others are next year, right? So... And the funny part is, is like by this time next year, we'll be like, is he even that good? Right, you never exactly. know, you never right? Know. You never know. You know. It's such an art to picking a quarterback. Um, I think that, like, look, like if there's one thing that I know about Coach McDaniels, it's that he knows exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, he can he could like if he could draw it up, 
he, he, like he, he would be able to in five seconds, right? right? Like, so when, as he's evaluating these players, like I think smarts matter to him a lot mm -hmm. and how their personalities work because like, look at jo Josh Jacobs. Actually, I know he's not a quarterback, but it's a really good example, right? Like they didn't, they didn't give him, you know, that they didn't extend. Right. Well, now you got to pay him, but right. you know, and look what happened when this is a smart kid, like the Alabama system, obviously there's connections between, you know, Patriot system and whatever. So, once he could figure out what he was supposed to be doing and execute, look at the different, look at the return on yeah. investment there. Yeah. And that's going to be the same format for a quarterback. Is this guy on my same wavelength so we can do the things we want to do? Right. And also, can we please give him a better O-line? Whoever said quarterback is, interior O-line, please help them out. That, that's my personal request. No, you're right. It, it, it does, it, I mean, <laughs> that's Cynthia's personal request. You know, the thing about it is that people will tell me, well, their offensive line was good because they turned out the number one rusher in Josh Jacobs. No, which, that's you know. Josh Jacobs doing something pretty <laughs> magnificent despite right. some crap in the middle no no offense like no, no you know, you're like, right some not great play in the middle right no right. no you're right about that so when you look at these quarterbacks so you have Bryce Young it's like it's uh, I told Josh McDaniels there's like four different flavors of Kool-Aid right yep. I mean you got yep. Bryce Young CJ yep. Stroud Will Levis Anthony Richardson and maybe even Hendon Hooker if you want to throw them in there all the guys are so yeah. different you know how do you kind of I know. How do you evaluate? I know, I know he was and excited about the interviews though that's what I'm saying I think that's when they do it right like yeah. how do you draw it up they get to like Dude, like you get to see like these guys loving football and like drawing up plays and being like you know like or or watching like these cut ups of themselves. Being like, what did you see here? Like, right. and some of them are good plays and some are bad plays. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, what were you? What like what happened? You know, right. and it's it gives them a chance to really. And by the way, Anthony Richardson, like, how many years of experience does he have? Like none. That so exactly. you got to remember like the upside. You got a lot of these guys have huge upside, mm -hmm. but the question is where are you starting? And do you right. have enough of a foundation? Clearly. We know the Raiders need a quarterback. Got yep. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they have a lot of options though, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Also a good thing. So it just it's just do you want to which problems do you want to have? Mm -hmm. Right? Do you want the problems of uh, CJ Stroud? Okay. Do you want the like I don't know, right. but I I do actually think that Josh knows what problems he's okay with living with. Do you see not. a guy that you think might be the best fit for what Josh wants or I mean <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm maybe I'm a little like um uh, maybe I'm 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 being boring, but I think C.J. Stroud actually has mm -hmm. a really nice like anti downside. Meaning, okay. like the upside might not be as high as some of the other guys, mm -hmm. but where he's starting, it feels like that base and all of the different Ohio State looks that he had feels like a really good place to start. Right. And when you have, you know, 17, you know, that guy. Yeah, he's pretty life good. Life gets a lot easier. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, like, the play action stuff, mm -hmm. when you have Josh Jacobs and you have the threat of the run, like, play action's kind of the cheat code, especially if in guys bridging the gap between college and NFL level play. Right. That We saw that with Trevor Lawrence. Once play action started working, he looked a whole lot better. Yeah. Right? No, so, he did. So the reality is, is and I think C.J. Stroud is probably that guy. Now, do I think he's going to be the – is he the one who I think is most likely to be Hall of Famer? I don't know. Right. I think in the right system, I think he's very, very good. And I know Ryan Day very well, and that's a good teacher. And yeah. I think Josh is just as good of a teacher, if not better. You know, so. the thing about it is, like, Will Levitz and Anthony Richardson, I think they have the highest ceilings probably. Yeah, they've got sexier arms. Right. Like, the, whatever. like, all right, cool. I just don't know. Like, but I've what's been, the down? Right. Where are you starting? Exactly. And that's you know? been my question. Levis you know? is interesting. I like Levis. I'm a okay. Levis fan. Okay. Levis gives me shades of Herbert, not in, not in how he necessarily like 
not it's not like the big arms there, mm-hmm. but it shades of Herbert because remember Herbert at Oregon that that sh- crappy old line I almost just swore had a I didn't though I caught we myself it. we would have dumped it <laughs> I can't believe that happened um, anyway so but you know he had a bad old line mm-hmm. and he was throwing at her behind the line of scrimmage we're like well he's got a big arm but he never used it in a game and now you see what happens when he gets put in a better situation well okay but. So maybe Lavis is that I don't know. Right. I, I can't. It's hard for me to tell from the outside. Right. That's, like that's been my thing with yep. them. Like I could see the ceiling, but I also say I don't really know, and I don't think that the Raiders, in particular the Raiders, are in position to take that chance. I I just also think like you don't always have to swing for the fences on every play. It's not a sexy thing to say. That's, no, it's we true, all though. want like we all want like the when I close my eyes and I think about Devontae Adams, I think about like all of those touchdowns he scored and how gr- he's such a like he's the number one wide receiver in the league. Right. And to me and and it's I know it's debatable for other people, but it's not debatable for right. me. So and he can give you the contested catch. He can give you like he can give you all of it. So let's like let that guy shine and what's going to make him shine to me i don't necessarily think it's erratic throws like i think it's kind of meat and potatoes throws that he turns into special things so maybe again doesn't sound so sexy but let's score touchdowns yeah it doesn't always have to be sexy (laughs) one plus one still equals two right right right. (laughs) it's still it's that simple well cynthia it's always great to catch up with you so much for having me. love having you on uh, and enjoy the combine and all the festivities yes you too (laughs) <laughs> there she goes, Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. Uh, you can find her on Twitter, at C Freeland. And, of course, on the NFL Network, all over the combine, all over the draft, all over the Super Bowl, uh, all things NFL she can do. And so we definitely appreciate her time this afternoon. 417 is the time. We'll come back, get to some of your calls and texts, and uh, go over a little bit of news and notes as well as far as the silver and black are concerned. we got Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, coming up at 430. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. Our coverage of the 2023 Scouting Combine in Indianapolis is brought to you by Boyd Gaming, the official local casinos of the Las Vegas Raiders. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Having a lot of fun at the Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. We're in the convention center and... I say we're having fun, but we're not doing it in a warm setting. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally standing up pacing, trying to stay warm as we're talking here. It's We're in a big, well, it's a convention center, but it's, it feels like it's a big warehouse. Uh, the floor is concrete, and as there's no bodies here except for ours and a handful of other tables that are still working, uh, mainly West Coast-type radio stations, there's nothing on the other side where the podiums are. Uh, a lot of the sets have already come down. So they had like Sirius XM, they had CBS, they had Peacock. They had another one in the middle, and I forget what it was. But that one in the middle has gone. Right. So there's a couple that are gone. And so now all of a sudden it's like the air is just flowing through here. And here's the thing. It's Feb- it's uh, it's it's March now, March 1st. March. It's early March. Indianapolis, it's usually freezing cold outside. It's true. It's warmer outside than it is inside right now. You're right. You're right about that, which is, yeah, Watch. it's unusual. So we're about to go outside and do the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but let's, uh, let's go out to the phone line to talk to our guy, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, man, I just want to say you guys are doing a great job, man. There's so much stuff that you guys putting on the table and stuff. I know you your, your, your topic you had, uh, Q and Mon and uh, Vinny, was um, you were asking about who we, we need to get. We just need to get players that can play. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's, true. That's, the, that's the bottom line, man, because we, we keep getting guys because of sizes and 
and, and they they built and all that. And, and it, a lot of times that stuff don't work out. You just look at the tape. The tape tell, don't. Bill Parcells would he always say, "Look at the tape. The tape don't lie." Go right. by what the what the guy did in college. Stop worrying. I know you don't want Bryce Young because he's too small. I'm I like Bryce that. Young. I like Bryce Young a lot. No. <laughs> I'm just nervous right. about his size, but I do but like him a lot. A lot of people, they, a lot of people, not 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 liking his size, and I heard heard that at the combine. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to say you guys are doing a great job. But my my question to if you guys could um, Ziegler and to McDaniel's. Here's my biggest concern is. Are we taking the best player available, or are we going to take what what the draft, the mock draft says, or the draft people are telling you? Or are you going to go with the best player? That's if you guys could ask ask them that for me. And also, my last thing: Are they going to move the uh, combine combine out of out of Indianapolis next year? Because they were talking about it, but they never they they decided to have it again one more year. Uh, is any word on that? And I hang up. Thank you guys for doing a great job, man. I mean, this is this is heaven, football heaven. Thank you guys. Hey, no doubt. Appreciate you, Raider Mac. Thanks for the compliments. And I think that it's back here in Indy next year for sure. I'll and it might it move right after that. Vinny's doing a little bit of research on that. Um, I'll tell you, when it comes to not tri- not listening to what the mock drafts say, uh, Champ Kelly, who who joined us in the first hour, he actually mentioned that. He said, we, we don't pay attention to what the mock draft people saying, oh, this needs to be drafted here, this guy needs to be drafted there. They go by their evaluations and they trust their board. They trust what the way that they have it set up. And Raider Mac brought up Bill Parcells, and it's so funny, Vinny. I told, I heard you telling the story on the morning tailgate today about Bill Parcells yeah. and his his the way he graded when he you know when he first really got into coaching and uh, Tom Landry and all that how how they you know how they came up with it. And I read that on the thirty third team dot com right. as well. It was funny. I actually reached out and was like, Hey, can we get Bill Parcells on to talk right, about it? Because right. I was like, the worst they could say is no, right. which they did. But I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> it was a great conversation. And when you brought it up, I was like, Yes, he had a great philosophy and a breakdown. I encourage everyone to go check it out on 33team.com but just talk about that Bill Parcells article yeah and I forget exactly who passed it on to him mm-hmm. but it was an old scout yeah, for yep. I think it was the New England Patriots when he first started working with right. the Patriots years ago so um, and, and Bill Parcells the way he tells the story he goes I have no idea why he took me under the wing mm-hmm. but I'm glad he did right and he must have saw something in me this is the old scout and and basically what he said is you have to have prototypes mm-hmm. all right whatever your system is and for for that scout um and and that and that team they had their prototypes and what does prototypes means it means that okay at this position nose tackle right uh prototype is six foot one 305 pounds this kind of speed that kind of quickness so for every position defensive ends need to be six foot whatever you know with a right. wingspan of whatever uh, weigh this uh, amount this on the pre- on the bench press all of that so for every position they had a prototype of quarterback wide receiver slot wide receiver x wide receiver mm-hmm. safety strong safety linebacker inside linebacker etc etc and what was preached to bill parcells is stay in your prototype when you're drafting Stay in your prototype. Draft your prototype for those positions, and you're going to be right more often than you're wrong. Now, having said that, uh, there will be a time when somebody comes along, Bryce Young, uh, comes along, who's an exception. Man, I, I don't want to cut you off. I like him a lot. So do I. I just know there's two things about him that I don't like. His size scares me, but I can get past that. Right. The other thing is that it would take so much draft capital to go and try to get him. That that too. So <laughs> you're talking about from a Raiders perspective. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And we looked. We were we were uh, asking around on that, and it takes 
multiple, at least three firsts, probably. Yep. At least three a ones. Of and, seconds and, and, and third, yeah. We so. talked to Dave Ziegler. It, it didn't sound like he was willing no. to do that. No, no, he can't. No. He can't. And Too many now, holes. In my third, fourth, right. fifth, right. now you're talking. Right. Uh, so we'll see who might fall, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just You said Bryce Young, and I, my it's eyes lit good. up, and I know Raider Max said something about him, too. That point being, there's going to come a time, there will be times, where you, where there's an exception to your prototype, an exception to your rule. And you have to be flexible enough to say, you know what, he doesn't fit all of our prototypes, but this dude can play. We're going to make an exception for this guy. But Tom Landry told Bill Parcells, look, it's okay to do it every once in a while, but the more exceptions, but you start drafting exceptions, you're going to have a team full of exceptions Mm -hmm. instead of a team full of prototypically really good players. So you have to be careful, and every once in a while, Doug Flutie would have been an exception. There's there's just exceptions, guys that come along. Who was the linebacker for the Saints? Sam Mills. Oh, yeah. Remember him? He didn't even get – Played for a long time. And he he had to start in the USFL because the NFL – he didn't fit the prototype right. in the NFL. That dude's a hall. He, I think he, he eventually made it to the Hall of Fame. I believe, I believe he did. I believe he did, yeah. But this was a yeah. dude that was probably 5'9", right. if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he was listed at. He was he was undersized, but just making plays. He was an exception. Right. And every once in a while, you could break it and make and make that exception. But bringing it home to the Raiders, they have their prototypes. And I think that's what Dave – not that I think. Dave Ziegler was talking about that yesterday when he was explaining how – the grading system, and we're not even just talking about the draft. There's a grading system for free agency. When you have a board, a draft board, mm-hmm. you also have a free agency board as right. well. Uh, the guys that you want to go after. Sometimes it's gonna money's gonna come play come come into play in in, in that regard. So you stack it uh, accordingly for your needs, who you like, what the money might be, all of those things. But the point being, when Dave and 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 Josh got here last year, they had to teach an, a whole new grading system. Yeah, we're talking about the prototypes now for their system, what they're looking for, what the weight, the height, the arm stem that they that they feel is ideal for each position on the football field. Teaching that, and not only that, but also the grading system. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some people do it by color. Right. Some people, you know, uh, a red, a blue, a right. yellow for you know yep. high, whatever first round, second round. Some, some some teams put a number to it. Some teams put a grade to it. Yeah, uh, They do it their way. They haven't divulged that, and I don't expect them to. But they had to teach their scouts that were remaining from the previous regime their way of looking at things. And that's hard to do in one offseason, in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Coming here January, having to uh, do a, uh, an offseason you know, in March and then a draft in April. Whereas now they've had a year, Whole year more yeah. than a year. Yep. Uh, to really drill it home to their staff, what they're looking for, how they talk, the language that they talk uh, about players. And so it puts them, I think, in a better, much better position this year to really execute a good offseason. And I don't think that they had a bad offseason. I know everyone wants to talk about Chandler Jones, but Mac, Mac um, Hollins. Hollins was part of that yep. uh, offseason. Um, Jerron Harmon was part of that offseason. They drafted a starting offensive guard, maybe an offensive center, when it all yep. sticks out in, in, uh, in, in Parham in the third round. There's, there were some good moves, too. Chandler Jones, nobody was complaining about Chandler Jones no. when he signed. Oh, I was praising it. Yeah. I'll so be the first to admit, I was praising it. <laughs> How could you not? It's Chandler Jones. <laughs> right, exactly. I thought it was a hell of a move. And, and the other thing that this, this staff uh, really is looking for, and, again, none of this guarantees that they're going to be course. successful. Uh, it just gives them a chance, but they're also looking for between the ears. Yes, that's, that's something that they're that's very high yeah. on their list of guys that can get it between the ears. Right, and we talked about this yesterday, and I know Dave Ziegler has talked about this too. Defensively, 
being able to remember how many times last year leading up to the season and talking to Patrick Graham about, you know, what's your what's your scheme? Well, it depends yeah. on who we're playing a lot of times. Right. Um, you know, is if, if, if we're trying to take other teams' strengths away, we might have to be in the 52, we might have to be in the 43, we might have to be in the 34. Uh, we're going to have to do everything. Right. And to do that at this level, Q, on a week-to-week basis, but sometimes in a game, yeah. you have to switch it up. You have to have smart players that are able to carry it out, learn it, understand it, command it, and then mm-hmm. go execute it. And that doesn't happen with players that are not smart enough to do it. That's right. why the smart teams always end up winning. Right, no doubt. And, you know, we, we got Chris Carter from uh, Locked On uh, Steelers we're going to get to in a hot minute. But, DeMond, I don't know if you have it, and I hate doing this to you on the fly while we're on the air, but uh, do you have that Max Crosby sound from the pivot? Do you have that? I think it would be really good for this part of the conversation if you have it. Just let me know. Just thumbs up or thumbs down. Give me two seconds. Okay, we'll give him two seconds. <laughs> yeah. So the point is, he was on the Pivot podcast with yes. Ryan Clark and company. They do a fantastic job. Right. And the, the the sound that I want you to hear, uh, he's at, he's asked about that Rams game, that Thursday night when they lost it, when the oh. Rams had to go 98 freaking yards. Oh, boy. And it's Baker Mayfield being off the bus for two days, right. you know, with the organization for two days, and that that had to be – the low part, the lowest of the low part of the season. So Ryan Clark, and great question he asked him was, take me inside the locker room following that loss. Yeah, honestly, I think that was the lowest point of the season because we finally were starting to figure it out. We went to Seattle. We got that huge win. We won, I think, three in a row, and we're like, all right, people start talking about us again. Like, okay, this is what the Raiders are supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. So we go to that game. We defensively... We're whooping their ass all game. And we just kept letting them hang around, hang around, hang around. And then all of a sudden, like, there was no thought in my head that we're going to lose this game. Like, there's no chance. And we go on the last drive. We get a, like, me and Chandler split a sack. I'm like, the second second play of that last drive, then we get a 15-yard penalty on some just stupid shit. And then, you know, it's just like, can't get out of our own way and like as a leader and as a like you said like being on that defense that's the shit that I take personal because I'm supposed to be the leader of the defense that falls on me at the end of the day and I could look at it and be hard on myself but like that's the tough part about it like I, I you know you don't know like I can make five plays but they the sixth play they still go over your head and they you know they score so that's the tough thing it makes you think a lot you know and think what can I do more and there's always more I can do. It's just, you know, we need, I just think from a, you know, as a defensive standpoint, we need dogs. Uh, we need a bunch of dogs. There you go. I think, that, I think that just summed up the conversation we were having. Perfect example Completely. of what it was last season. You know, um, after that game, I can't name names and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but I had people from the Rams texting me saying, and this is, this is the respect that competitors sometimes have, yeah. how badly they felt. Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler. Mm-hmm. They go, that's just a gut-wrenching way to lose. And they all, everyone, <laughs> everyone who's there that knows football understands that that was some dumb mistakes that yeah. happened. Yeah, some dumb S. Some what, dumb what, mistakes. Going exactly back what to Max a, says, a, some a dumb S. interception that car threw in the end zone yep. at the end of the first half, yep. that if you kick the field goal and mm-hmm. just protect the ball right there. What did he say? Let them hang around. Let them hang, hang around. around. That, that let them hang around, translation, Offense wasn't scoring enough. Right. <laughs> that was exactly what was going on. And, right. And it was execution. And I know it was a Thursday game. Yep. Uh, off of, you know, a lot of times you're going to get 
not great offense right. in those games yeah. because it's just so quick of a tough turnaround. turnaround yeah. But you still got to execute when those opportunities are there, and both offensively and then of course, um, you know the 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 just the the dumb penalty. Yeah. I can't say the word that Max Crosby used, <laughs> right. but we all know what. what yeah. And 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 it's just you can't have that. Nope. You can't have That's that. That's why going back to exactly. between the ears, you got to be smart. the ears. Yep. Got to be between the ears and, and, like he said, dogs. So in this draft, they're looking for dogs, but they're also looking for smart dogs. Exactly. Right, guys that, that have it between the ears that situational football won't get a 15-yard penalty. And even at the time when it happened, it was on Jerry Tillery. I was like, oh, that, was a dumb, that was stupid. I, why would they even throw the flag? And then I realized as I went back, I was like, oh, wait. That was a dumb penalty. You can't do that right in front of the referee. Exactly, especially in that moment, right? right. That was it. Just it was it was dumb, and it was it was. It, it cost it, them. I mean, it gave the Rams another, another opportunity. Season. Right, gave them another opportunity, and you give teams opportunities. Guess what they're going to do? It went for, yes, exactly. It went from I think I want to say second and seventeen, second and eighteen. Because right. he, as Max just talked about, they they sacked. Baker Mayfield on that play. Yep. Clock's running. Yep. The clock that's the other thing. I don't think the Rams had timeout. That's why that's why it was the penalty is because they were trying to get the ball spotted and he knocked the ball out of the referee's hands or knocked the ball out of uh, whoever's hand, Baker's hands, yeah. or whatever. And it was just dumb. Right. Just dumb. And that's just another reason why the Raiders, you know, shot themselves in the foot multiple times last year. Four thirty six at the time. We'll come back, talk to Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. We'll talk about everything that happened this morning as we heard about Jalen Carter. We'll talk about some pit players as well. It's Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Our coverage of the 2023 Scouting Combine in Indianapolis is brought to you by Boyd Gaming, the official locals casinos of the Las Vegas Raiders. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We're back here on Radio Row inside the Indiana Convention Center, and it is day two of the Combine, and boy, has it got uh, pretty heated around here with the latest news or the news that we found out this morning about Jalen Carter, the guy that most people believe was going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. He has an arrest warrant out, and he has left the Combine, according to multiple reports. Joining us now at the table is my guy, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, Pittsburgh. What, what all do you work on, man? I work for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. There you go. Yeah, I almost said that. Our local NBC <laughs> station, WPXI, a lot of different things. Yeah, man, you are the guy around town, and usually we have you on the phone line, but you're here uh, with us at the Combine. You're doing your thing and floating around, and, man, day two, Jalen Carter. When uh, that news hit, man, what, what were you initially thinking? I mean, you and I were sitting here, and we were both <laughs> like, what? Like, how? <laughs> when did this come from? My first thought was, dang, Todd McShay, like, right. didn't say that this was the issue, but he said there were some concerns. And now it seems like those concerns were validated. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate. You know, we still got to figure out what exactly is going on here because, you know, obviously there's been some misleading of the police. That's, that's what oh, the yeah. reports are saying. I, I think we should all wait to see how this plays out because, you know, Jalen Carter, you know, everyone's just – whenever you see a report, you're like, oh, that kid's just bad. We got to – Right. Let, let's let's wait for the process to play out. But if you're Jalen Carter, you were set up. You weren't participating much in the combine. Right. The biggest thing that you were looking to do was just go on that podium over there, talk to these guys, impress everyone, show them that you're not just this behemoth who eats people alive in football, but you're also this intelligible individual who can talk about things and tell you about his process. Now all of that's gone. Right. And you and I were saying like, there's no way he talks at the podium. At the, you can, at, at right? I mean, look, you're a guy. You know you're, the law. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I went to he, law school. Yeah. He's got an arrest warrant hey, out. Yeah. You, you don't, uh, I ain't uh, the smartest guy in the world, but I know <laughs> what that means. Well, I'm, I'm just sitting there like, man, if I'm his lawyer or his agent, I'm just like, get him out of there right. now. Right. Like, 
that's but that's that's what the situation is now. And now they got to go, you know, turn himself in. You know, do with the, you know, go through the process. Got to turn himself in, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. Turn because right. that's the whole thing. We're just we're bringing you in. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go through this process. Got to see what the charges are and, and everything as far as you know how far those are gonna play out. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, you know this has like but, but when the first report came out, you and I were like, okay, well, line the police. That's one thing. Like right. he might drop down from like first overall to like third overall. Right. But now this this you know we got to see how this plays out. But this could impact. And we we've seen guys like Laramie Tunsil yeah. drop. You know, granted. Tunsil was just because he was videoed, you know, smoking weed through a mask or whatever, right. which but is now not illegal. Exactly. That's the other thing. It's not like if, if, if someone saw it today, they'd be like, okay, like right. that, that's, that's normal as long as he did it in a state where it was legal. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how this plays out and then how that impacts the draft stuff. Right. And that's the thing about it. Like how does, how do teams attack that? Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, you know, look, there was uh, two people died in this situation. Yeah. Right. Now I know Jalen Carter didn't, crashed his car mm-hmm. he didn't do that but this is racing this is speeding and yeah we're in vegas right we just saw it firsthand with henry mm-hmm. ruggs in that situation so mm-hmm. i was telling my, my guy vinnie bonsignor that you just about have to if you're the raiders you have to uh, eliminate him off your your yeah. your board just for the sake of the look the look yeah right and i know that sounds kind of soft or whatever no, but it's not soft that's 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 reality that's right reality that's media that's that's understanding your brand yeah. as as a team it's reading the room exactly Re- reading the room like yeah. knowing your being aware conscious right. of what's around you and I, I think sometimes that's lost on people that they're like oh just get this player like no nah, we got to do things and let, let, let's let's face it like as much as talent is a thing and we there's so many times we could talk in the nfl where talent outweighs character right but there are times where like we got to see what all is behind that situation. Because, like, when Todd McShay released that report that, like, you know, there's some concerns out there. Mm Because he didn't say Jalen Carter's bad. He said there's concerns that there might be character issues. And when people respond, like, oh, well, you know, he he was paying for, you know, a walk-on meals and everything. And here's the thing is that, like, I I don't think – He's probably a good dude. I don't think Todd McShay said uh, that uh, Jalen Carter is an evil person. He just he was said what turned out to be, you know that there were some concerns in right. front offices in the NFL that maybe there was something there. And now we're seeing this, and I think that now it's like okay, and again, this might not make Jalen Carter evil. We might be here two months from now, and I might be like this, like this is all squared away. There right. were some charges, but they've been dealt with, right. and he might be back to being one of those guys. But now, like this draft process, this is now interrupted everything. This is the story of the draft. Oh, it, ha- it is no doubt, and, and that's the thing about it is you know that there's plenty of time for a resolution to come yes you know so i mean nobody's condemning them no one's putting them in jail no one's you know throwing away the key or whatever but it is a situation right it's a situation that now and and the one thing we learned about being the combine the nfl teams find out everything oh yeah they find out everything they got shadow men right it's no coincidence that it happened the week of the combine yeah and see that's that's the other thing like i've seen like I've things that I can't, I'm not allowed to report, but like I I know this I know like the Steelers and NFL teams all over like like they have people who learn things a lot faster oh, yeah. than we do, oh, and yeah. they're aware of it, and they may so that's the thing those front offices that Todd McShay was talking to, yep. they caught wind of some things, right, and, and you know and, and heard some things, but here's here's the other thing is that we're gonna see how this plays out with the legal process, and then it's gonna be reassessed, right, and I. Unless this 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 keeps getting worse, and you know this is I know this is bad right now, but like you said, like you know, there's time to recover from this. Mm, like, there, of course, Jalen Carter's not in a position where like, oh, now he's on draft. Like this, if this happened on draft day, right? That 
Well, then, yeah, crazy. then he probably drops out of the draft completely, and yeah. then they have to wait, they let it play wait. out, and then sign him as undrafted free agent, similar to what happened to Lyle Collins yes. a few years ago yeah. uh, when the Cowboys ended up getting him because he dropped out of the draft, and he was not involved in a murder, but there was someone who died. Was a question. And he was questioned. And so, you know, just for the sake of, hey, let's be safe, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't do that. So, you know, every team could use defensive help. But like I said, how do, how do they tread lightly where they respect what happened and at the same time, okay, but – when is that okay for this team, so-and-so team, to attack? Or not attack, but, okay, we'll take a shot at them. Just my, my thought is the legal process. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- what are the charges? How do those play out? Talk to, you know, talk to attorneys and be like, all right, what is, you know, what, you know wh- where's, where's this, you know, is this going to lead to anything? Is this going to lead to a felony? Because also, like, you know, there's plenty of times, you know, I've covered plenty of athletes who, you know, have had felonies and then right. it's been dropped to a misdemeanor. Right. And, you know, and, and, even with felonies, we've seen plenty of NFL players play mm-hmm. with a felony on, you know, oh, yeah. in, in, like with, with that. But um, I think that, that's what they're, everyone's going to check in, see how this process is going to play out, and then once everyone kind of understands, hey, like he, this guy's not going to jail, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be it'll be Jalen Carter season all over again. And sure, this will be a talk. Like I I do think there will be some people who start releasing mock drafts where Will Anderson, Will, Will Anderson is going to be number For one sure. over Jalen Carter, and maybe For he sure. drops down to like you know seven, eight, or something like that. But I still foresee just you can cross seven off of there, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm, I, I, yeah. yeah, I know you got the Raiders pick at seven. Yeah, dude. But, but but at the same time, like I, I can see him dropping back a little bit, but still being a top ten pick because right. he's just he. You see his tape at Georgia, like as much. Oh as, yeah, it's phenomenal. We were we were so hyped for. Uh, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt last year. And everyone's like, yeah, but neither of them are Jalen Carter. And now he's here this year. That we've seen talent win over, you know, win over character a lot. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson in in Cleveland and not seeing everyone's situation the same, but there were obvious concerns there and he was suspended. But guess what? He's the starting quarterback making $230 million guaranteed. Guaranteed, brother. Guaranteed. That talent always uh, outweighs everything, right? I mean, that's basically what it looks like. Can I make money with you? Right. Exactly. Can I win games with you? Yeah. And they find ways to do it. Again, Chris Carter is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 on SSA Roughness. We're here at uh, the Scouting Combine, man, and this has uh, been a lot of fun. It's day two. And, you know, the other thing about this situation, if you look at it uh, on the side of, like, the football teams you know the teams that are interested in this guy I mean and all teams would be interested in him that's why they do these extensive background checks that's why they do all this intensive research because this is such an investment I mean we talk about the NFL as a business it is a business so it's such an investment the number one overall pick is going to get what 25 30 million guaranteed I'm like that yeah so you got to be sure what you're investing in and that's that's the thing I think that that everyone's looking at here is that everybody wants to make sure that their picks they know everything about them and not just Hey, do you have do you have a, a police charge coming? But like, what are, what are you like in the locker room? Right. You know, they'll ask the coaches. Like NFL, the NFL coaches and front office guys, and then then the uh, like the scouts. They're not just talking to these players. They're talking to like the guys that know them. They want to know the right. character. Like, you know, how much does this guy work? Yeah. Like you know, like I'm I'm talking to Pitt guys over here because I cover Pitt for the Post Gazette, and you know I'm talking to them and. You know, Servassier Dennis, he's a linebacker for Pitt, and he played all the different positions. And there's people asking him here, like, all right, like, how can do you think you could do that in the NFL? Yeah. Can you play Will versus Mike versus, say, like, you know, move around a little bit there? And, you know, 
there's people that are that are asking probably you know his his linebacker coach Ryan Manilak like you know hey what was he like as a leader what was he like doing right. when he developed into being that kind of a linebacker all of that stuff gets asked you know from you know how they practice to how they work to how they see things right absolutely man it's 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 so it's so crazy how all of a sudden you know it could be a normal day and I say normal day at the combine then all of a sudden one piece of news drops and it's like whoop hold everything bombshell everything just changed everything I mean, everything you, just you would, changed you and I were sitting at this very table recording it now it was like what like an hour or two maybe an hour and a half ago and we're reading this and we're just like whoa and then we just go over there and we just see everyone waiting yep. at podium one mind you apparently and this is what we found out the 10 o'clock like so Jalen Carter's at 10 30 the 10 o'clock guys hadn't gone yet right. because the combine was like uh we gotta figure out how we're doing this right and so like you know the, the 10 o'clock guys went at 10 15 instead of 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and it was it was a bit of a process but yeah this kind of stuff shake things up but hey it's, this is sports man yeah, that's how it goes. Before yeah. I let you go, let me ask you this. Because uh, you cover Pitt, uh, the Raiders need a lot of defense, man. Give me some <laughs> defensive suggestions that you think uh, maybe guys that, that I should be on the lookout for. So, Kalijah Kansi is going to be the top prospect that you're going to look look at, and he just spoke at the podium. Uh, and Kalijah Kansi is a very good guy. Now, here's the thing. He's undersized. like He's six foot tall, but uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to bring the pain. Like he's very quick, very explosive. He beats you with technique. You know, not a guy I would take it seventh overall, mm-hmm. but you know, Mel Kuyper had him getting picked at tenth. Okay, but like if if the Raiders could get a later first round pick or yeah. you know second round pick, trade back even that trade back. That's where I think a sweet spot for Kalijah Kansi. He would be an electric spark plug in the middle of your defensive line. Okay, um, other guys to look out for. We talked to Habakkuk Baldonado. Uh, he's a, he's an edge rusher from from Rome, Italy. Was really explosive for Pitt. Has the lean and th- and the build. I think he's going to go underappreciated because this past year Pitt led uh, the the call it the the country in sacks right. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have his best year in sex because he was more so playing cleanup, like just the roles that they had for right. him this year. So people are going to overlook him. Savassier Dennis, very smart linebacker. Yeah. Brandon Hill, a safety who I think could do, really impress people here uh, with some of his testing. He's very explosive. Right now, a lot of people have him as a seventh-round pick. I think that he could drastically improve his stock here. Okay. Also, Kalijah Kansi did tell me when I asked him, it was like, what's going to surprise me? He was like, watch my 40. Okay, there so, it is. Watch the 40. Yeah. And I'll say this. I asked Chris about these pit players because uh, a couple, what, years ago, you told me about Jimmy Morrissey. And, uh, yep, and he, Jimmy Morrissey was on the Raiders. They mm-hmm. had got him in the seventh round. They stashed him on the practice squad, and the Texans grabbed him, and he's been playing ever since. Yep. And so. I, listen, I, I, I cover these pit guys, and I'll say one thing. Pitt has done a really good job churning out good athletes and responsible guys. Rashad Weaver yeah. is over with the Titans. Patrick Jones is over with the Vikings. And no, there's this guy, Aaron Donald. I don't know if you heard about him. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, kinda, <laughs> he's, he's all right. <laughs> but I mean, DeMar, DeMar Hamlin and yeah. Dane Jackson over in Buffalo. It's, yep. it's been, and that's something the guys are saying. Like, it's cool being here, and there's six pit guys at the combine this wow, week. that's impressive. And they're able to, like, you know, chat with each other and then also chat with all the guys in the NFL. Can you pick it for the Steelers right, right. now? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but there's there's definitely guys to check out, check out this year in the combine. Nice, nice. Well, let, before you let you go, uh, what are you working on? What, what I got to be on the lookout for? Well, well I'm going to be writing about Kalijah Kansi. I had a little side conversation about some of the motivations in his life and why he wore the number eight at Pitt okay. uh, as far as that. So that'll be in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette later today. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, Chris, it's always great to catch up with you, my man. Uh, drinks on you tonight or food on you tonight Actually, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know, we, we live in large over at the Lockdown Podcast Network. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll get around. You get around. It's going to be light. We're going to get around. It's going to be on Chris Carter. Matter of fact, I'm going to invite everybody here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris okay, Carter's okay. paying for everyone. He got that light skin money. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it's Chris Carter from the Locked On Steelers podcast and also the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on Red Nation Radio 920.
So there it is, Chris Carter caught up with him a little while ago, a little earlier today, being able to talk about everything that went on uh, early, early when uh, all the news dropped, uh, of course, uh, around uh, uh, around, <laughs> around the, the my guy. The, now I forgot his name. because Jalen Carter. Jeez. I'm telling you, Doc, when I, get cold, when I get cold, no, yeah. when I get oh, cold, cold, I lose my brain. <laughs> well, and in your defense, there's 300 and some odd kids here. I know, but I, I mean, Jalen Carter could be the number one True. pick overall. True. But I just, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm literally, I've been standing up the it last 30 cold. minutes. I have my jacket on. I'm yeah, sure. Vinny never has, that's, that's facts. This is how cold it is. <laughs> Vinny never has his jacket right. on when we're at the table or whatever. Anywhere. Or even in the studio or anything. Yeah, he's just always like, he's cool and relaxed. No, now you're just cool. <laughs> All right, Vinny, another day in the books, man. It's been fun. Uh, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Is it be a Thursday? It's 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 your guys. Your, yep. I, I'm DBs win games, I'm gonna baby. Say, I'm going to say this about Q Noses DBs. That's right. So I'm going to be uh, excited just to, uh, to hear from these DBs tomorrow and get your thoughts. I will have... The Raiders pick a defensive back tomorrow. There you go. How about that? That's right. a tease for I'm tomorrow's show. Damon, thanks for dealing with us, man. You're doing a fantastic job. We definitely appreciate you. Appreciate Boyd Gaming. We'll be back tomorrow. Check out Vinny on the morning tailgate with Clay and Heidi at 7 a.m. on the Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a good one.